Hello and welcome to Pressing Matters, a fly-on-the-wall style podcast about WordPress, business and life. Your hosts are Ian Hello. and Jack. Ian's a plug-in author and works for Delicious Brains, and Jack runs better notifications for WP and his web design agency. Let's get on with the show. This episode is sponsored by Fastspring, the full-service e-commerce solution that enables software companies to sell more, stay lean, and compete big. Find out more on fastspring.com. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pressing Matters. Uh, Jack, how's things with you, mate? You all good? Yeah, all good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, Feels like spring is in the air. I know that might feel a bit early, but it really does feel quite spring-like. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Nice. Yeah. Feeling like we're getting through winter. January is over. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's cheery. We've had, uh, this was the first day of rain we've had for weeks and weeks and weeks. We've had blue skies. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It always, it always uh, you know, makes you feel happier when there's blue sky and sunshine. So I've been getting out for lots of walks and um, just trying to just stay a bit more active this this year so far. I'd say like January went slightly better than it's it has been like the last couple of weeks in terms of like being in motion um i saw a great quote on the post status forum uh yesterday i think it was that someone said and i'm probably paraphrasing but it was something like bodies in motion stay in motion and i thought that was so good that's a good that's a good thing to i think to try and bear in mind if you need yeah. a bit of inspiration for keeping active and moving around a bit more this year if that's one of your th- resolutions or something yeah I think that that is is great quote, but it also applies to everything, isn't it? Like momentum is a huge thing in in any thing, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in business or in doing things or personal growth or activities or fitness. If as long as you keep going, it's a good thing. Um, mm. Actually, talking about that, so what was it? January seventh, we we recorded the last episode, so we we're pretty poor for recording in January, and now it's yeah. February. But yeah. quick check in goals. How's it going? And so you're more active. Uh, do you feel like you're on the right path? Have you, you know, happy? Yeah. Um, so I've released a couple of plugin updates, which I'll come on to at the moment because uh, they're not necessarily the updates I want to push out. But um, I have done that. I've been much more active on kind of doing plugin stuff, which is good. <clears throat> I'm trying to keep the ball rolling there on um, on you know uh, working on it and uh, releasing uh, sorry working on it and testing you know because yeah. every time you do a bit it's not necessarily ready for a release just because you've kind of developed something and you, you need to test it doesn't mean you can then immediately release afterwards there's a collection of things that have to happen and there's that getting that fine line between you know releasing a tiny little bug fix that isn't that important to your u- overall use base it might be important to a few people but it's quite nice when you get things like that to roll it in with a larger set of improvements so I try and do yeah. that um, <clears throat> so that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, in terms of like, because I said I want to lose a bit of weight this year, I've lost about, um, I can't remember how much it was. I think it was five pounds since the, the beginning of the year, which is quite good. Nice. Um, decent, and, yeah. yeah, and I, I just feel a bit healthier. I feel a bit better um, in in general, which is good. I've just tried to, uh, yeah, like I said, I think last time just be a bit better with like, you know, eating and not kind of you know indulge too much in kind of the wrong kinds of things all the time and yeah. um <clears throat> yeah i think that's i think that's working it's it's a hard slog i find it really really difficult actually um to do that i feel like i'm i'm one of these people that basically has to starve myself in order to lose any weight of course that doesn't work in the long run because then you end up putting it back on as soon as you're not starving yourself so yeah it's um i'm in it for the long game but at the same time it's it's 
it's not quite dropping off nearly as quickly as I was sort of hoping it would. So um, uh, despite sort of some efforts that I've been making. So yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be too hard on myself. I just want to see sort of an improvement over the course of the year. So um, yeah, it's a marathon, yeah. not a sprint. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're in February. We've still got a lot of time to go and yeah, things don't happen overnight. And that's the, the when you go into it with the mindset of things will change quickly and they don't, that's when you give up because you're like, wow, it's rubbish. It didn't work. But actually, you just need to keep showing up, don't you? And yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. But aside from that, I remember saying that I was feeling pretty, not burnt out, but worn out and like not really enjoying work all that much before I kind of, you know, finished for Christmas. Um, but my motivation has stayed for work. I've been really, really enjoying working with like the clients I've been working with at the moment and just kind of doing, you know, having a better control <clears throat> of my work schedule, I think this year so far, which has yeah. been nice. Um, yesterday, for example, it was my mother-in-law's birthday. So we went out for lunch. My, my wife and I went out with, for lunch with her. We walked into, you know, a local town and had lunch and then walked back. And, you know, those kinds of things were things that I did get a chance or, you know, allowed myself to do at all basically last year because there was so much on. So just yeah. little things like that, little reminders that things are uh, improvement. It's an improvement on last year, really. Yeah, nice. Um, just quickly uh, talking about things like that, improvements. Um, I came across an app or website slash app called everyday.app, oh, yeah. uh, which is useful for tracking like daily habits. Uh, and I was uh, back end of last year or September last year, I was trying to go to the gym more. I was trying to like just be a bit more, I don't know, a bit, bit better with routine. And I'm using that app now to like track stuff like when I've gone to the gym or reading every day or trying to be in bed by half 10, trying not to drink, eat crap and stuff. Um, mm. And that, like, for, for me, yeah, just as a random aside, that's really helpful. Like, just daily streak tracking, like, because you, you mark on when you do it and it, you know, gives you this sort of coloured um, every day, the, the colour of that habit is getting stronger the, the more you tick it off, basically. And mm. you can see your current streak, longest streak and all of that stuff. And, and I, I'm really... Uh, per, like my personality really responds to that, knowing that mm -hmm. I can keep the streak. Don't want to break the streak, like, and so therefore, you know, just with all those little things add up over time. So yeah, that's it's definitely worth checking out if if you're that type of person. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, so oh, that's good. Good to hear. Um, it's good. Yeah, to let, how let's about yourself? About well, yeah, no, good. I mean, I'm I'm trying to keep going and push things on as well. Um, I've just kind of. Uh, I think I'm doing better than I was last year in terms of plug-in dev and everything. So I'm, I'm just a bit stuck on one big feature at the moment with the Stripe stuff, which I haven't kind of got further as much as I would have liked. Probably would have liked to got the release out by now. So I need to push that uh, forward the next couple of weeks. But no, generally all good. Um, yeah, it's nice to be, as you say, it's nice to be springy and feeling, feeling better. Um, so hopefully, yeah, that just gives me a bit more motivation as well. Um, but yeah, what did you, so you mentioned plugin updates. What's going on there then? Like yeah, plugin so, updates that you didn't want to do or have to didn't mean yeah. to do. Yeah, so it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I had an email through from WordPress.org. Basically, um, a security researcher had um, brought to their attention that uh, my plugin had a security vulnerability, and um, it's it was uh, it's almost one of those dreaded things. But it was a relatively easy fix. So it was I, I was able to 
um, you know, read through the email, understand what the problem was. Um, they even provided a proof of concept, which was very useful, which was a, a Python script, which allowed me to, you know, just check it and see if it was working. And um, and and sure enough, I could I kind of verified it and um, it should work with my developer and worked out on a uh, on a, a bug fix release, hot fix kind of thing, and uh, released that pretty quickly. <clears throat> so I replied to uh, WordPress.org via email and said that that had been pushed out because that's what they asked you to do. Um, and they said that's great, but there are other things we want you to look at as well. Um, yeah. It's it's triggered and, a whole code review that they probably then run it through. Yeah, most likely yeah. it's probably a process that they have for these kinds of things. Um, yeah, and uh, it's good. It was it just it it um, it, it was a bit of a um, a slap in the face to sort of wake me up and say, look, there are some things that you need to look at. Things that you know you, that none of it is intentionally bad or anything like that. You know, none of none of it is um, terrifying kind of security issues. Um, the 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 second part was more like you know you need to check your data sanitization here and there and you know yeah. you need to make sure escaping things here and there so it wasn't anything scary or anything but it did um you know it was like a bit of a wake up call to like say right check this check that and i've had a kind of a couple of developers in the last couple of years where um you know some developers are better than others you know and i it just allowed me to look at you know, look back through like, you know, um, things that have been submitted to GitHub, um, pull requests and things like that and just check and just see, okay, these people did these things. I can see, identify those issues that were with those people um, or those developers. And then the current developer I've got is very good and he's been very responsive and helpful and knows what he's doing when he, with regards to like, you know, fixing these things and understanding what the problems are. Um, you know, so it, it's just been able, it's just given me an opportunity to fix these things that, um, I might have gone missed for a lot longer. So yeah. I've literally just pushed out an update this morning. So 1.8.7 went out a couple of weeks ago and 1.8.8 went out today. Um, and uh, it was even like a little thing. It was like we used the select two library for um, allowing you to you know type and search and have like tags in within a select box. Um, but you're not meant to call that remotely. So we were calling it from the CDN because there's a high chance that some person will have it cached or something or it'll be cached from another plugin within the WordPress admin. Um, mm. So we're just trying to kind of save some effort there. Um, but uh, you're meant to have it included with your plugin. You're not meant to call external resources from your plugin. Oh, right. So so it's one of those things where I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a very easy fix. You know, um, yeah, it makes sense that the reason why we did that in the first place, but, you know, at the same time, you know, let's kind of do that. And it just means that you have to make sure you're updating that dependency yeah. rather than relying on the uh, the CDN for it. So it's just kind of going over things like that, just making sure that, you know, your rationale uh, behind certain things uh, is still the same as it was yeah. when you first implemented that feature. So it was um, it's good. So anyway, I replied with that and um, I'm actually very grateful for the, the help and the support and the kind of you know, highlighting specific lines of code, just like here's an example of this issue, here's an example of that. And there was just yeah. a handful of things that need to be looked at. So yeah, it wasn't the releases that I wanted to make, but at the same time, it was the releases that were um, important and necessary. So um, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, it is good to have that done, especially with the security issue, because it sounded like that whole process of being it reported, having the proof of concept, you know, they, they've responsibly declared it to you before it's gone public you've had chance to fix it like you know security f issues and exploits and 
vulnerabilities happen in every bits of software, don't they? But mm. that sounds like it was it was the best result, um, the way it was handled and the way it was dealt with. And um, yeah, I don't think you can you can go too much wrong with that. It's better than it's an exploit is found after it's been mass exploited, and then mm-hmm. like you know. Um, but yeah, the plugin team that they are they they've definitely become more. Um, stringent in their guidelines for the code that's submitted like if you submit a plugin from scratch today to the as a new plugin to the repo it will go through like an automated code review where they check through all of those things against the wordpress coding standards and they'll use like php php cs for like linting against all of the the php code and they've got stuff that checks against their rules but obviously you and me like we've had our plugins in the repos for donkey's years and they don't mm-hmm. check. They don't run that code stuff every time you make a commit to SVN. It, you don't. Yeah. They don't run it regularly. So there's obviously so much code that's been, you know, created over the years. That's a bit wild westy and doesn't hasn't, um, it isn't as strong as the code that they'd allow now. So yeah, probably that security thing did just trigger them to go. Oh, let's just run a code review thing, um, and that's yeah. Why, yeah. But but it, again, as you say, it's. It's a good thing, and it's a it's a benefit to everybody. Um, which is, I'm glad the, the plugins team are doing that because it is it is going to strengthen the the plugin sort of ecosystem more. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just a shame that you know it comes from sort of a you know it's the kind of anonymous WordPress plugin team because I'd actually like to thank the person you know personally yeah. that's that's doing it. I can understand why they do that because other people wouldn't react like you know um, quite so well as myself i guess but you know where i'm, yeah. I'm actually really grateful because it makes my thing better but you know it's you know it's a shame that i can't say thank you to a person but um yeah never mind it, yeah. It, that's the way it is and i understand the reason behind that but um oh yeah, yeah there's definitely been those those long uh those sort of issues where the plugin team has, has had to deal with horrible people and so therefore they've become anonymous because you know there's well-documented issues from like Mika who's had abuse from people in face-to-face in word camps and stuff and it is mm. I, I yeah I wouldn't want that job but definitely I know what you mean when you are a nice actor not a bad actor and you just come across a very faceless very terse very harsh email potentially from them which they have to do to everybody in our minds we're like oh that's a bit rude because you mm. just expect everyone to be nice to you but yeah it's we're probably in the minority, or well, no, the, the bad actors are in the minority, but they have to handle everybody the same way, I guess. Um, yeah. But I, I do know what you mean. Sometimes I've had responses and I've gone, it's a bit unnecessary, you know, chill out. Like, don't, you don't need to say it quite like that, but that's just a, you know, that's that's me, not them kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, speaking of, like, WordCamps and stuff, um, WordCamp EU's come up, um, obviously coming up in June, in Porto, isn't it? Um, it, so, it is, yeah. Yeah, so that's good. I've been investigating going to that, and um, we've sort of been contacted by WPR.org or the WordCamp team about sort of looking at how we might do a podcast there if we were to both be there. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of investigating that at the moment. Uh, my One of my best friends lives in Portugal, um, in Lisbon, so it'd be sort of, you know, an internal flight but I was trying to tie it in with sort of going to see going to work camp and then going to see him either before or after work camp um mm. it's not going to work out unfortunately he's just he's he's not around he's he's elsewhere like doing conferences as well at the same time so um 
it's a it's a shame I can't kind of uh, marry it up and you know I'm I'm being quite conscious about um, flying and you know um, carbon offsetting and things like that like if I was to fly places so I kind mm. of don't really want to do two flights to Portugal this year um, so it's kind of I, I'm yeah. trying to weigh out the pros and the cons of it really but regardless it's coming up and it I think it's got a lot of people excited because it's the first you know meet up in two years um actual work camp yeah. two years that, that it will be nice to get people together in person and everything but there's still an air of caution obviously around everything so i think everyone's being a little bit um unsure i, I don't think the tickets are flying off as as well as they have been or at least that's the sort of impression that i've got but um yeah it's it, it's nice to see it happening again and they, they're clearly going to a lot of effort to try and encourage people to go to it i think yeah i mean f- from my point of view a word camp word camps are great i love word camps word camps WordCamp Europe's are awesome as well, having been to two in the past through the Delicious Brains company retreats. We've been to Berlin and Vienna. Um, and and to be in Port- Portugal as well, I've been to Portugal a couple of times. Lovely. I've never been to Porto, never been to Lisbon or major cities. So like, I would really enjoy going to Portugal. So we've actually got mm-hmm. the Delicious Brains company retreat booked for WordCamp PU in, in Porto this year because it was yeah. postponed from... Porto two years ago, um, and obviously postponed through the pandemic. So we, our draft plan, work in progress plan, is to go. We haven't. I don't think the company's booked any flight share or anything like that. But so I, I am, you know, keeping my fingers crossed that we will be doing that. Um, and you know, it would be good to it would, uh, like. There's so many people. Like obviously, we, you and me, can pop down the road to each other and see each other in the UK. But mm-hmm. um, obviously, we don't do it that often. So it would be nice to meet up. There would be so many other people in the community that it'd be nice to catch up with. Um, and and it's just such a it's such a good word camp. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I hope it happens. Like I hope it happens in general because the pandemic doesn't suddenly take a turn for the worse. And I hope it happens for the Delicious Brains Company retreat as well because we're kind of like a team of 24 now or something like that, something crazy, 25, and we haven't met up for two years. So there's some people who have joined almost and been in the company for two years and never met anyone, which is yeah. like bad, but. Yeah, no, so that would be good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and obviously, think, it's kind of like a big year, isn't it, with WordPress 5.9 coming out and 6.0. Sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just going to say, for, for me, there's a, there's an aspect of... Um, I, don't, I don't know anybody, like, in person. I know yourself, obviously. So if I was to go, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, I, I, I feel like I'd be there completely alone, but in a crowded room, yeah. so to speak. And I think that's... I don't know if there's like an advice about that in uh, on the WordCamp Europe website, but um, I know you'll be there, obviously. You know, but you'll be yeah. on your team retreat, so it's I well, can't I can't rely on you to to sort of you know prop prop me up and be my uh, my only friend yeah. whilst I'm there. I know what you mean, and definitely I've gone to WordCamps in the past, so I've just stood there going, "Well, this seemed like a good idea originally, but now I'm stood here like a Billy No Mates, and I don't really know anyone." Uh, and I definitely went through a couple of WordCamp Londons like that. Um, but actually, the last year, last time we went to Berlin, uh, well, last time I went to work in Europe in Berlin, um, I decided that because normally when we go as a company, we kind of like hang around as a company. Like we don't mm. we don't, don't necessarily have a sponsor booth, or I think we have done one year, so we have to man that a little bit and walk around. But generally, you hang out with the team because it's a safe environment, and you can just walk around and maybe you might bump into people through other people or whatever. But last year, yeah. I was sort of thinking, do you know what? I, I really I seem to have made more friends online recently through the WordPress community. 
than like in real life, like the pandemic and not the pandemic because that was after Berlin, but but just in general, Twitter's quite a big part of life. I think when you have a lot of non real life friends, um, and they were all a lot of them were going to WordCamp Europe, so I was like, right, damn it, I'm just gonna make a list of people I want to speak to and reach out to them ahead of time and be like, hey, you're going to work on Europe. So am I. It'd be really good to like meet up and just have a beer or chat or connect or whatever. And I, mm-hmm. and I kind of almost like pre-planned meetings with people, which seems really... Um, and I've read that somewhere else where other people have done that. And it's it's just a really good tactic to try and connect with as many people as possible in a non-weird way, but just like just just try and make it purposeful. So... Yeah, there was definitely a list of people I went through on Berlin and I was just like, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to meet up. I'm going to chat to them. And then obviously, um, you know, you you get have better relationships because of that and it's really nice and things work out. And also, you know, you then introduce people to other people you're with and all of that stuff and it just naturally becomes easier, I think. But yeah, that is maybe something I wouldn't have done on my first WordCamp, for example. So maybe that's not the best advice, but... It's definitely no. Uh, it is good advice. I something. think it's helpful. It gives it gives me something to think about and uh, and look at. And I think maybe I'll um I'll check out well post it at Slack and I'll stick a message on Twitter and just say is anyone going and just to get an idea because it might be the thing that prompts me to to go as well. Um, like I say, I'm still on the fence about that only because of flying twice in the same year to the same place um, seems a bit excessive to me as a person that doesn't fly that often. And you know, I try to be uh, more. Um, eco-conscious these days um so mm. yeah I, I'll, I'll have a think but that's yeah no, i think that's good advice it's help that's helpful thank you yeah yeah it's uh, yeah it's it's a good experience it, i would i would recommend it if you can go for for sure um, yeah but yeah i mean obviously wordpress news right now is wordpress 5.9 has dropped was it last yeah. week um yeah I think yeah so. <clears throat> it's it's obviously it's it's a big thing. It feels like a big thing, but it doesn't feel like a big thing personally to me because I don't build websites like that anymore and I wouldn't probably use the block editor. But definitely for the team, for um, Advanced Custom Fields, because it, ACF Blocks is a big part of the Pro plugins functionality. Yeah. There's a lot of work that's been going on behind the scenes. We've got a, a, a beta release that's out at the moment that is like WordPress... ACF and ACF Pro work fine with WordPress 5.9, but if you're using ACF Blocks and you want to use ACF Blocks in the site editor, the full site editor, um, then you have to install the beta of ACF Pro 5.12, like beta one, because it it doesn't it doesn't not work, but it needs better stuff to make it um, fully compatible with the full site editor. So it's it's a ton of work that's been happening behind the scenes. It's not it like. I mean, it's a ton of work that's happened to WordPress to make full site editing happen, but it's also a ton of work that's then, you know, if you think what Gutenberg, the block editor, was back in the day when it was pre-release and everybody was trying to think, oh, now I need to make stuff work in the block editor, trying to make stuff work in full site editing is another big challenge. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's been <clears throat> pretty constant for the ACF dev team. Um, but, yeah, I mean... From a personal point of view, it does look great. It does look like it's it's a good way to build sites. Like it, the control is awesome, and the very fact you can just use like the query block loop to go and just go and say, well, I want to output three of my testimonials custom post type on this homepage that I'm designing fully. Like the query block, 
the query loop block is really powerful for that. Um, but I just, part of me just thinks it's it's a direction that I don't really want to go in. I wouldn't want to go in for site building. I'm, I, I built, I don't build sites for clients, but if I build sites for my own side project type things, or you know, like the the WP User Manager website, I would not be using the full site editor. Like I'd st I still use page templates, ACF, and a very very specifically designed um, markup. Like, and, yeah. and that's just me. So I mean, yeah, I'm kind of interested and worried about where it's going. I don't know how, how like what are your reactions to it and I mean it's not yeah, nothing new, so, it's just the fact that this has been released in five point nine. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And and full site editing is is you know, one of the other big things. Obviously, you know, there'll be some iterations and changes and, you know, improvements on that, you know, continuously from now on. But we've gotten to a point now where you know, uh, the widgets have been done. The header and the menus have been done. The full site editing is there. The the editor, the main editor, the block editor is there. So we're at a point now where um, there's no no more really really big surprises. I don't think in terms of like how everything changes, other than improvements to those and you know smoothing everything out as we go. So it's and I think up till now it's been a bit of a bumpy ride, and I'm hoping for a smoother one as we move towards you know WP six and beyond. Um, the the I don't I, the thing is is that's why page templates haven't been taken away or anything like that because there is a place for all of these things in the world you know if you want to build a website and you want to have the best sort of website building experience you know previous to full site editing you would have probably gone for a different CMS if you wanted drag and drop I mean you might have used Elementor or something like that but this is all stuff that's built into WordPress for free that you didn't get before so all of a sudden mm. the barrier to entry of building your own website if if you're a complete novice is very very low which is good however if you wanted to sorry i say building i mean constructing dragging and dropping yeah. you know that kind of thing if you yeah. are a website developer um or you build say custom themes or something which i do most of the time then for clients for clients yeah. you don't want them to have that level of control no. over things they don't need it they've paid for a design whether it's from yourself or through another agency they want yeah. it to look like that they don't want someone you know trigger happy marketing person in their company to start uh, fiddling around with the spacing and the alignment and the colors and stuff like that that's not yeah. what you know that's going to be there for so i think just um understanding where the boundary lies for your particular use cases is, is helpful um but at the same time, it's very good. I mean, I've I've moved most of my uh, clients now to using the block editor because the freedom of moving around the content within the framework for, that is the, the design post, of their the post, site. Basically. Yeah, for the post and the page. So, you know, alignments, left and right alignments, you know, um, the galleries, uh, how where the videos are, just, just almost like, you know, being able to put in columns into a post. It, that's very useful. Those are very useful things to have, and those are easily um, override, overridden using, you know, CSS styles and everything on the front end um, if you're just using the block editor in the back end. Um, so I, I, I think that's been good. Um, I I would still say that my experience with it is less than perfect. In fact, I I'm I'm constantly butting heads with the interface of the block editor. Mm. And it's it for some reason it never remembers that I want to see the toolbar. It does it never remembers that I I want uh, I don't want it to be in the full screen editor mode. Um I'm 
I, I, you know, when I click update on a post, I want to view it on the front end because sadly the, the front end view and the block editor view are two very different things still. They're completely disconnected. And that's the thing that I really want to see moving forward in full site editing is that you don't go into the back end. The back end is for managing your site. The full site editing part is the front end. So, you know, you've got your view, you've got to have the WordPress admin bar at the top, you're looking at the home page of your site like a visitor would, and you click switch to full site editing mode, and then all of a sudden it kind of like maybe chucks some more stuff onto the screen, some more like toolbars and stuff. And ultimately yeah. what you see there is how you're doing it. And when you want to edit a post, you know, you go into uh, creating a new post in the full site editing mode. You know, if you want to manage users, it's all behind the scenes. You know, you don't manage them on the front end. You go into the WordPress admin to do stuff like that. You don't need full site editing for the users section. Um, but it's always this disconnect. There's still this back end editor and this front end view. Um, and until they remove that so that you're writing posts on the front end and not in the WordPress admin, I think that's where I'm going to butt heads all the way up to on the editor personally. And I know you can customize the editor and I know you can customize how it looks and everything, but it it looks out of place. It looks like you've customized this one little section within the block editor uh, in the WordPress admin and it's none of it is cohesive. Mm. So I'm just waiting for that to happen if that yeah. happens, when that happens, so, you know, years down the line. But in terms of, you know, what, what they've achieved and what they've done and in what space of time, you know, whether you like it, whether you've been you know dragged in kicking and screaming i think it's amazing you know they have completely for better or worse transformed the entire of how you edit your wordpress website and introduced some really really clever features like the theme.json file and all that sort of stuff yeah. um which is is going to be really really good moving forward so i i'm i'm very interested to see where we go from here but i'm not paying too much attention to 5.9 to me it's the uh, signpost to say, you know, better things are on are on the way. Now mm. that we've gotten to this point, it's like it's like sticking your flag in the ground and go, we got to here. What's yeah. next? You know. Well, that's so a good I'll point. Get, well. I'll get down now. <laughs> have you have you updated anything to five point nine? And can, what can you do to sort of say, okay, hang on, I don't want full site editing right now. Like, is it is that defined by the classic editor? I wonder, because I, I think my biggest thing, and you said it a bit ago is that if you're constructing websites you're a builder you're used to page builders and you're you're building websites like that then this is great this is this is wordpress's native page builder basically and mm -hmm. it's good to get on board with that but if you're building sites for clients and you you've got a design and you want to be very prescriptive about it and you don't want someone on the client side just to muck around with the the footer or the header or whatever then this this feels like this is putting WordPress into a, into a direction that isn't where you want it to be as a, for your use case. Um, and yeah. Like there was this web uh, blog post that was going around called "The Complicated Futility of WordPress." Like I saw some people tweeting about it, and it obviously got big, big um, eyes on it on Hacker News and stuff. So it got a lot of uh, shares about you know people had used WordPress in the past as a CMS even though it was a blogging platform, but it was easy back in the day to push it towards a CMS for like an enterprise type solution because you could customize it to what you need, And but you're building a website. It doesn't matter that it was WordPress. Um, but Gutenberg and the full-site editor really 
making that kind of impossible to do that because what does I say the thought of a client side marketing interns playing around with the site-wide design should make the blood of any professional run cold like obviously you can either turn it off or you can restrict access with block patterns or block layouts I think but Mm -hmm. yeah it just feels like there's there is a whole host of people that are building sites like that that won't want this um the block editor is for posts and pages is probably one thing but this is another thing um and I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what how this will play out over the long term. Like, I feel like people have been discussing the fracturing of WordPress for a while, um, mm. and this feels like it, it's going to make it worse. But then I don't know how much it will because there's there's no viable alternative that has the mass ecosystem of plugins and themes and services around it like WordPress does. That you you can't just jump ship to something else that perhaps it's a bit better developer experience but then you lack you can't add an e-commerce plug into it you can't do this you can't do that like wordpress as much as everyone touts the market share it's not the market share that has it, it has going for it it's the fact that it has a flipping massive ecosystem um that you can't replicate and nobody you know everybody else is on a cold start compared to that so i, th- I feel like people will be pulled along kicking and screaming um, over a number of years. I mean, WordPress 5.0 went out with the block editor, mm. I don't know, 2017? Years ago now, isn't it? And and people are, are mm. finally getting round to it. Like you said, you you're, you see the the, um, the strength in it and what, what's good about it. But I guess that wouldn't have been when it was released in 5.0. So it takes people time to get used to it. Um, but I just, yeah, I'm... I'm not. I'm not convinced it's the right thing for the large amount of people that are building websites in a certain way. Like it's great still for people for WordPress to compete with Squarespace and Wix and whoever, and it's great obviously for the WordPress.com platform. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I th- to see. Yeah, I think you know we're at a point in time where you know the the majority of the developers that are on WordPress, I think, in my opinion, are going to be the people that will want to disable all that stuff straight away because yeah. they'll need to learn about it, you know, implement it, you know, like myself, you know, slowly giving clients access just to the block editor, you know, but not yeah. full site editing yet, um, and and disabling those things until they're ready to kind of implement them on a site. Um, the new people obviously come straight into what they what you know what what full site editing is now in five point nine, but we'll we'll have this gradual progression I think of of you know um, allowing more and more flexibility with it, um, much like you know we kind of did with the customizer you know which is you know nearly all but gone and Ooh, yeah. um, you know where you allow you were allowed to uh, edit your you know your colors and. You know, if you implemented these, you know, like your theme options with the customizer, you could do quite a lot. And um, that was almost like the precursor to full site editing in a way, you know, but it was sort of being able to control certain elements. Um, so, yeah, it's and, and there are plugins. and I know that, you know, there's filters for disabling the customizer altogether, you know, breaking plugins or not. Um, so I think. I think for now we're going to be in a bit of a transitionary stage. Um, I don't think it's anything to worry about at the at the moment at all. I think if WordPress is going to continue on this, well, they're going to continue on this trajectory. 
So just butting up against it all the time is going to make your life difficult. So the more that the quicker you can kind of get on board, I think, with trying some things at least rather than saying oh i don't want force editing just like we'll take a look at theme.json just you know have a look at read the change log yeah. 5.9 yeah. you know Start have, you, have you played with it yeah have you tried yeah. to change the menu have you tried the widgets yeah you know and if yeah. not there are plugins for classic widgets there's a plugin for the classic editor there's you know yeah. there are plugins the plugins and filters to disable these things so you can do it gradually yeah yeah no i think it's good advice I mean, like, I th- this is me wrapping up, but I think we should, like, if you're listening and you're a site builder, you're building sites for clients, like, what is your experience so far? Are you embracing it? Are you going to try it? Are you running for the hills? Like, do let us know. Like, we've got, we'll post this on Twitter. Please comment on Twitter or, you know, post it, post it on the website. But, yeah, it'd be really good to sort of see, gauge the temperature of, of our listeners if, if you are building sites like that. Um, but yeah yeah good discussion Jack it was nice to catch up and uh, nice to get into February with an episode and also completely forgot this is episode 50 five zero. we have wow. reached we reached the half century something I could never do in cricket which has pained me to this day uh, not out with 48 once very annoyed um, <laughs> so yeah so congrats for getting to this it, it'll be nice to get another 50 under our belt for definite um, yeah, yeah, but good chatting as always, and uh, I think we've pretty much kept that to the thir- uh, thirty-six minutes. We'll do it. We're we're getting better. <laughs> we are getting better. We are we are making it shorter. Yeah, absolutely. But no, it was nice to catch up, and um, yeah, and it was it was good. It, it felt like a a nice uh, a nice little uh, event about a few things actually, um, five point nine yeah. related, but. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah. And if you um, like the show, please uh, consider giving us a, an honest review. Um, uh, we're on, uh, I think, Apple Podcasts is probably the easiest place to give us a review or leave yeah, a comment can... on the website. Yeah, and you can do it on WordPress, uh, pressingmatters.fm slash review, I think, as well. Yes. Um, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Indeed. Cool. All righty. Well, yeah, thanks for listening and nice to chat, Jack. Catch you next time. Yeah, and you. Cheers. Cheers.